Well, it started with a grant to an obscure shooting association in Wagga Wagga that led to the Independent Commission Against Corruption's investigation into the Premier of New South Wales, her relationship with Daryl Maguire, and ultimately the downfall, if you like, of a Premier. Uh, David Shoebridge joins me as he does each and every Monday. Good morning to you, David. Yeah, good morning, Marcus. All right, I just want to preempt uh, for our listeners out there that uh, this discussion will contain facts and not feelings. I mentioned that because you made a note of that in, in some of your work over the weekend online, <coughs> because a lot of people, um, you know, 40-odd thousand people have signed a signature uh, that, you know, they want the Premier to come back. Many people are leaving flowers and kind notes and letters and all the rest of it out of the front of Gladys's home or her electoral office there in Willoughby. Um, but are, are they missing the point, do you think? Or Yeah, well, I mean, there's been a, a number of sort of fairly um, strange responses to what's happened. First of all, I, I just want to note, look, I mean, Gladys Berejiklian over the last 18 months has worked extremely long hours, put in a very large personal commitment, and I think we should acknowledge that service. But, Absolutely. Um, and I do. And um, uh, but, but a number of people have been saying that, oh, well, ICAC should have just not moved now. We're, we're not quite through the pandemic. ICAC should have put whatever uh, corruption inquiry they had on ice until a, an unspecified time in the future... Um, when we were either through the pandemic or out of the lockout, out of the lockdown, and they should have they should have taken all of those political considerations into account before before they took their next step in this um, corruption inquiry. And I've got to say that is an extraordinary proposition to make about an independent commission against corruption, because surely what we want with an independent commission against corruption is is genuine political independence. And we want them to proceed with their inquiries on the basis of their own timetable, when they have their evidence ready, when they're ready to go for hearing. And we don't want them keeping a sort of weather eye on politics and saying, oh, not now, that'll be a bit tricky. That'll be a bit tricky for, you know, this political reason or that political reason. Well, I mean, we it's supposed to be independent. That's why what ICAC is, the Independent Commission Against Corruption. And many over the weekend came out and, and slammed ICAC. They call it a, uh, you know, a, a puppet of the left. And, and look at all the people they brought down and some that they've, uh, you know, some careers of people they've destroyed when there's been no, no adverse findings against them, etc. I mean, you would know firsthand what's gone on here. You forced the release of key documents that led to the ICAC inquiry because, as hmm. as you say, you're, uh, you and the Greens and others um, are always working for the public, in particular for transparency, uh, and yep. you want to hold governments accountable. Now, I figure, uh, I was surprised. You and I had a conversation on the telephone on Friday. I got the, the nod from you that Gladys was either going to stand aside or resign. I thought she may have just stood aside and let the ICAC inquiry run its well, run its uh, pace and then, had no adverse findings been found against her, she could resume her role as Premier mm. of New South Wales. I was surprised she quit, though, David. Yeah, well, absolutely, and that was her decision. That was not ICAC's decision. Like, it was Gladys Berejiklian decided not to just step aside, remain in Parliament, wait for the inquiry to run its course and say, well... You know, I, I will defend myself in the inquiry. I will face whatever response is. I'll step aside as Premier now. Someone will take on the job as Premier 
And then when that finishes, I will resume my political career. But she chose not to do that. Gladys Berejiklian chose not only to not just step aside as Premier, but to resign as Premier, and then not just to resign as Premier, but then also resign from Parliament. Now, that is not ICAC's doing. That was um, uh, Gladys Berejiklian's doing. And, 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 you know, obviously she had her own reasons for doing that, and I'm not going to speculate what those reasons were, but they were Gladys Berejiklian's reasons, not ICAC's reasons. Mm. But what I do know... Yeah. what, What I do know is... There is a very valid reason for this inquiry to to occur. Now, this is a government that has been using public money in the form of grants for blatantly partisan reasons, and and not in a small way, but in a massive way. We've seen hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, whether it was grants to local councils that were meant to be to help councils that got um, got affected by amalgamations, been absolutely used for political purposes. Yeah, hundreds of millions of dollars going overtly to, to um, coalition councils. And in, in one case, you know, just Hornsby Council, for example, got the better part of $100 million um, um, as a result of decisions of the Premier. Um, and, and all of the paperwork was shredded. <laughs> and, and not only was the paperwork shredded, the, um, the, the electronic copies were deleted. Then we had the bushfire grants which were deeply, deeply politicised, where, where despite, you know, substantial amounts of damage in places like the Blue Mountains and the North Coast, all of the money, or 98% of the money, went to coalition electorates. Now, yeah. that's the background. But then, in this particular case, what the extension of the inquiry is about is about a $5.5 million grant, in particular a $5.5 million grant, to a gun club on the outskirts of Wagga Wagga, um, which was being pushed and pushed and pushed by Daryl Maguire, um, and and which and which he was lining up a secret commission for for the sale of the furniture, um, and and in respect of which it failed the first business case. So it went and got an independent analysis for a business case inside government, and it was found to be a stinker that you got less than a dollar in economic returns. Yeah, there was no economic benefit. There was no economic benefit, yeah. and yeah. and then of course as as time goes on, the government had another look at this grant, and I think that's what ICAC are concerned about, whether or not uh, the Premier, in her relationship with Darrell Maguire, fast-tracked or approved this grant or knew about its approval, considering um, that it obviously has touched her office in some way, shape or form. Well, and, and indeed, and we, we, we sought the release of the documents, um, all of the documents in relation to that from Treasury and from Sport. And this is a, this is a grant that just bounced around inside government for, for about um, the better part of two years. It went to Department of Regional New South Wales, went to Treasury, uh, went to Sport, went to the Premier's office, just kept bouncing around every different department, this grant. And, and, and there's, there, is, there are communications from within that going to the Premier's office when she had no role at all, no, 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 no formal role at all in, in the grant, saying we want to keep you in the loop and then there's communications coming back from her office asking for a review of the business case and, and, and what on earth was it doing bouncing back and forth to the Premier's office when she had no functional role in the assessment? And we have repeatedly asked for an explanation from the Premier um, in budget estimates and the grants inquiry and not got an explanation from the Premier about these matters. Um, 
was repeatedly put to a most recently in budget estimates um, earlier this year. No explanation. We asked for um, uh, asking the senior bureaucrats for the documents that show a conflict of interest. No documents pr- produced. Nothing being produced. And 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 obviously, this is what we have an independent commission against corruption for to to finally get some answers, find out what the premier's role was find out if a conflict of interest was put in place um, and find out what, if any, communications happened between the Premier and Daryl Maguire about this. That's that's why we have an inquiry. That's what we're going to have an inquiry about. And that inquiry is due to take place from Monday, October the 18th, and the Premier, obviously, on Friday decided that it was best, I think she, she, she put it in these terms, she wanted to give the government clean air to deal with the COVID pandemic, so she thought the best option was, as difficult as it was for her, obviously, because she maintains her innocence and uh, her integrity, she says that, well, I'm just going to go, let this play out so the government can continue governing for the people of New South Wales during this most difficult time. I mean, obviously, um, and I understand it from from Gladys Berejiklian's point of view, the timing wasn't great. No, I mean, no, nobody would choose to have this timing, but I stress it would be a far worse outcome for ICAC to be making its decisions about timing based upon some kind of unspecified political matrix. Now, look, I, I want to be clear. I believe it's an independent commission against corruption. And I believe that they will give um, people a fair chance to, to make their case and to and to respond to any evidence against them. And that's a, that's a right that everybody has. It's a right that Gladys Berejiklian has. And she has a right to, to, to make her case out and um, and respond to this. And, and it may be <clears throat> that there is a very clear explanation for all of this that um, that, that, that Gladys Berejiklian can give to ICAC, in which case I look forward to hearing it. Um, but um, there are really important questions at stake here. And, and as I said, it's in the context of a government that, that has... Um, that, that has highly politicised grants processes. Well, did and we have a Deputy Premier that said, well, <laughs> you know, they don't call me pork barrel arrow for nothing. I mean, that should have just yeah. sent red flags through the joint. Why on earth <clears throat> do do the LNP governments at state and federal levels think that taxpayer dollars are just theirs to play with as they wish to pork barrel into their own electorates just to get re-elected. I mean, eventually something is going to, you know, if it smells a little off, you'll find the source of it eventually. Yeah, and and, and it wasn't just the Deputy Premier who did this. We we had the Premier herself when it was put to her, you know, what about all this pork barrelling? She came out and said, well, there's nothing illegal about pork barrelling. Everybody does it. And I've got to tell you, I, 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 my, the, the number of communications my office got after that statement about how, how can this be? How can politics in New South Wales have sunk to this level? How can we have a Premier saying that pork barrelling is just part of politics? This is so wrong. And, and that was the, very much the public mood. So I, I do get the public being anxious about um, any Premier being brought down by an inquiry and, and before the inquiry has had its run. And I, I get that, but I stress, the decision to resign was Premier was was Gladys Berejiklian's decision. That wasn't an ICAC decision. And then, secondly, on the timing, if not now, then when? Now we're, we're, we're hopefully going to come out of lockdown smoothly, <clears throat> but there is a fair chance that we will also see a surge of COVID cases as we start opening up, and and then a further. You know, very real strains on our hospital system, very real concerns in the community. That may go for months. Yeah. 
Do they wait till the end of that? What if we get a further strain next year? Do they just keep putting the, the, the corruption inquiry on, on hold? I believe that in times of crisis and pandemic, we actually need more, not less accountability. Well, that's and- my, that gets me to my next point, David. Um, you know, we, uh, we haven't had state parliaments sitting since June the 23rd. That's the last time, or 22nd, that's the last time since June. So we're going on, what, more than 100 days of, of zero parliamentary sittings. I mean, surely now, given the the nature of things, we've had a Premier resign. We've got Andrew Constance also announcing his resignation. You know, he's going to have a, a crack at a federal seat. And yet I read page three of The Australian today. The New South Wales government has paid $1.5 million to failed hotel quarantine provider Unified Security, despite reporting the company to the Employment Ombudsman for underpaying its staff and cancelling the company's licence after revelations of secret ownership. Now, how on earth can you or Chris Minns or anybody within the opposition um, look into these issues, challenge the government on their spending habits and, and what they're doing with failed quarantine firms and all the rest of it, if Parliament's not sitting, David? Well, this has been a deep, deep frustration. Um, I don't know if your listeners can remember, but a few weeks ago, uh, we were so sick of the government refusing to recall Parliament that a majority of MPs in the Upper House, which is not controlled by the government, yeah. um, decided to return and the government refused to send in a minister. And, and the rules apply in the Upper House, <coughs> um, very archaic rules that I can tell you we will fix as soon as we manage to get Parliament back, say we can't continue to sit unless there's a minister in the House. And so even though an overwhelming majority of MPs wanted Parliament to return in the Upper House. The, the government used its power to withhold a minister to prevent Parliament from returning and to prevent us from doing our work. And what was one of the things we wanted to cover in the course of that? Well, we wanted to cover all of these outstanding questions about ICAC and the outstanding concerns that, are, that were remaining about whether there was an ongoing investigation in relation to the Premier, because we formally, you know, I firmly believe that this kind of information should be in, should be known to the public, um, but the government refused to bring Parliament back, and and it's not just that. There's a whole bunch of issues that we need to to deal with in Parliament. There, there's some critical legislation that I think we need to make the upcoming local government elections. Well, David, safe. the last time I checked, mate, I have to leave it here. The last time I checked. It was a democracy in New South Wales. It hasn't felt very democratic at all for quite some time now. And I don't know, can, do we have any indication when state parliament will now sit? There'll be a new premier, probably Dominic Perrottet in charge. Uh, when do you get to, you know, to, to, to speak to these people and challenge them on the floors of parliament like a, a, a democracy should be doing? Well, the current plan is the 12th of October. Um, but, you know... Um we will wait and see. And look, I finished by saying this. Nobody celebrates this kind of moment in politics. It's, 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 it's sad to see anybody leave um, in a cloud, but to suggest that ICAC is sort of gunning for the right, right now there are a bunch of former Labor um, ministers who are facing jail time Absolutely. because of what ICAC has done. It's yep. an independent commission against corruption. Mm. We want it to remain independent. We don't want it to be making its decisions based upon politics. Yep, well said. All right, David, great to talk to you this morning. Well done on all the hard work you've done on keeping uh, the state government accountable. I know it's difficult outside of, you know, normal parliamentary times, even though there have been some, you know, some uh, committee sittings and all the rest of it. You and I will talk next week. Thanks again. Cheers, Marcus. Good speaking.